on, amen. Hey, come on. Turn to somebody and give them a high five, man. We're pumped that you are with us this morning in this place. Come on, amen. Love it, love it, love it. Now, I have asked Miss Renee, my beautiful bride, uh, mother of my three, um, to come join me this morning, and she's just had some things just on her heart and in her spirit that she has just been kind of just talking through the house and talking with me about, and I'm just like, you know what? I want the church to hear this because it's so good, and it's just heartfelt, and it's from my bride. It's so funny. We didn't even sit down in the first service. You didn't? We didn't. Oh, you did? For a second. That's amazing. Perfect, bro. Thank you. Give me a high five. We're supposed to give high fives. Are we? Yeah. That's what we do. That's what we do. Look at her. She's like Mrs. Robin Hood. It's incredible, right? It's Mrs. Robin Hood. She brings out her quiver of arrows. It's just awesome. I love it. And it's so funny. You hear me talk about having a crossbow, right, and wanting a crossbow, how cool it was. Someone in the church was so generous. They had, they're not able to pull it back, and they're just like, I don't really use it. They dropped it off at the house. So now I have a crossbow that I can shoot and kill stuff with. It's amazing. And uh, a whole bunch of arrows. So I'm jacked about this. I'm excited about it. And then Renee came to church today with this whole arrow. I didn't even know she was bringing the props in. Right by the door. Uh, <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah, you're on. You're good. Come on. Um, but again, we welcome you to Believer's Chapel, man. If you're new to Believer's Chapel, you came maybe son or daughter, or you're bringing your family as mom, and you're like, I'm going to church on Mom's Day. We are excited that you are with us. And uh, we are so grateful to have you here this morning. So thank you so much for being a part of the church and being a part of this community. Um, and we just welcome you, and we're excited that you are with us. Come on. Amen. Um, right, babe? Yes. This is my lovely bride, Renee. She is the mother of our amazing three children, Carter, Olivia, and Ethan. And I come from a great line. My mother, uh, praise the Lord, for my mom who raised some amazing men, some warriors for Christ who follow hard after the Lord. And uh, her mom, my nana, is an amazing woman of faith, my grandmother, uh, and just the young men that she raised who were pastors and many pastors in the heritage of the family. Renee's mom, Miss Mary Kay, uh, raised an incredible young woman that I am a benefactor to, so I am so grateful to uh, even Mary Kay and just the amazing woman that she is and the great mom that she is and great great mom, grandmother that she is. And uh, we are... We are very blessed, but also recognizing Miss um, Sally Scott, who is the mother to Katie, now Obergfell, who married my son. My son fell in love with this woman uh, many years ago, and to God be the glory for Mrs. Sally Scott, who raised an incredible woman as a great mom, and then Mrs. Cheryl Clock, who raised a very strong, incredible, God-fearing young man that married our Olivia. So parents, just as you know, like moms, you have such a role, yes, in your kid's life, but you'll also have such a role as an in-law one day to a family that, that is joining with your family through sons and daughters. So it's so important. And God has been truly so good to Renee and I and our family and how he has joined godly people with godly people and that we are excited and so thankful for true moms who have raised up such children to fear and love the Lord. So we are grateful. On Mom's Day is a big day for us because uh, we have a lot of moms that we certainly celebrate and are truly, truly grateful for. But you girl, you're the icing on the cake, my dear. Come Amen. on. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Come on. Um, let me just pray, and I want to just open this up 
and, and I just want to share something very quickly with the church. As last week, maybe you have, um, maybe you heard of the fatal accident at about 10.39 last Sunday morning on a motorcycle accident. And, and then we found out that that young man who was 21 years old was a part of Believer's Chapel. And he left our parking lot and he turned left. And then he went to the red light and he turned left. And about 20 seconds later, he was with Jesus. And what does that mean? That the very last thing that that young man was at was Believer's Chapel. I mean, the, the, the weight that was truly on my heart going, okay, like, it, like the reality of that, and, and it was Renee and I and Brennan and Olivia, we went out to officiate the service. He would drive in from North Collins on Sundays with his mom, and his sister was, has been a part of this church. She's a ho- she was a host student, graduated a couple years ago, loved Believer's Chapel, and started bringing her whole family to BC. Um, and to know the privilege it was to go officiate and be a part of... of of that ceremony was something real because the last thing he heard was this church. And for me, man, I went back and I listened to every second of that 9 a.m. service. I said, God, did we fulfill our assignment on Sunday? Because it's a really big deal. And I'm grateful that the assignment was fulfilled, that the gospel was truly presented, the word was preached. Our God in heaven was worshiped with a passion And he truly did love Jesus. He was a a young man who truly feared the Lord and he loved Christ, born again. And to know the reality of you are not guaranteed tomorrow. And for me, like as the preacher, it's like, the truth is you're not guaranteed 10 minutes after service. I'm just like, oh, that's so real. And I appreciate so many of our home groups were praying this week, continue to pray for the family. They were here in the first service, like amazing. There was 27 of them from the funeral that showed up here in the first service and just were just wanted to just be a part of service. If you see any black marks in the parking lot, that was a tribute. Like the, 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 Roz was a, a motorcycle guy and he was a truck guy and, and, and they called themselves rednecks. I'm like, listen, if rednecks ran the world, we'd be in a much better place. That's just my opinion. But um, so if, as a tribute, they may have left some tire marks in our parking lot, gladly so, and I'm excited about that. But, uh, and, and so just continue to keep uh, the Tudyk family in your prayers as God would comfort just such brokenness. But to God be the glory, um, part of this church, and we were able to have an assignment on Thursday to go in in the power of the Holy Spirit to minister through worship from Brennan and Olivia and through the message from the, the ceremony, and it was a powerful day. Um, and we're just honored to do that. But come on, let's just pray, and let's just get ready for our word. And I'm excited for today. I'm excited for our time this morning in his word. Father, we love you so much, and we thank you. God, we thank you. Even in moments like this, we are so thankful for the cross. We are thankful for salvation. We are thankful that there is the ability to be born again when we repent from our sin and turn from our wickedness and believe Jesus Christ, you paid the price and you were the ultimate sacrifice on that cross that dealt with the sin issue. We believe that. 
and we confess that you are Lord. We surrender ourselves to you. And in that, we are truly saved by the beautiful, beautiful grace of Almighty God. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the pathway to eternal life that leads only through the cross. Jesus, we thank you. We worship you. We praise you. We're amazed by you. In your precious name, we ask that you would bless our time in your word, that you would speak mightily to us through your word, through Renee today. God, that we would grab this, we get a hold of this, and we walk out of this place different than we came in this place. In Jesus' name, come on, amen? Amen, amen. amen. I'm going to have Renee kind of just share her heart, but this whole message to moms and to all of us can gain so much from this, but particularly moms. As moms, so much weight on you, so much goes through you. You're carrying so much with these kids and the children and even your grandkids. Grandkids, grandkids are great. Like, they're great. You have your kids. Hold on, do what you got to do because grandkids are coming. We have grandkids today. And this is just a quick truth. Like, I was on the foyer and my man Ezra, that's my grandson, he's here. Like, Carter and Katie are here too. And I came up to Renee, I said, Renee, Ezra's here. I didn't even mention Carter and Katie. Like, it's like, hey, do you know Ezra's here? It's like, Carter and Katie, I'm glad you guys are here. High five. But Ezra's here. It's like, everything changes when the grandchild comes, right? It's like, I didn't even mention, hey, Carter and Katie here. We're excited. No, it's like, hey, Renee, Ezra's here. Like, he got here because Carter and Katie are here, which is awesome. But Ezra's here, and that's exciting. Come on. Amen. But it really, this has to do with, and Renee has been, been studying this. She's been reading on this. And I'm like, this has got to come from you on Mom's Day. Uh, to moms just knowing what it is to decree a thing. Like, what is it that we speak as a mom? Like, and, and the title of today is, what is it to speak to your tomorrow? Honestly, and we all learn from this, but what is it to speak to your tomorrow? If it's negative, it's, if, if, if it's always complaining, if it's always being critical, if you're in the season and you realize and you, and you realize like, oh, it's always going to be this way. I'm always going to be this or this is. And you, and you are just so on the always and never. I'm never going to get better. It's never going. And you forget that you're speaking to you tomorrow. And do you want what you're speaking? Do you want that tomorrow? We need to speak life and we need to speak life to into our tomorrow. And Renee's going to cover this and I'm pumped about this. And I want you to hear this because this is going to change the way we do things as moms, the way we do things even as dads, as husbands and wives, as young adults, as teenagers, college students. Like this changes everything when you speak right about your tomorrow. This is huge. Come on, baby, take it away. Ooh, okay. Woo. Amen. Here we go. We're just going to jump right into the scriptures in Joshua. If you have your Bible, you can open to Joshua 1, verse 8. Joshua 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And I'll read it one more time. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 
This book of the law is supposed to dominate us and control us. We are believers, and this is our word. God, the holy scriptures have been given to us so that we can take them and let them take us on our journey in life. We are to grab a hold of them. They are to be on our lips. We are supposed to speak them. We are supposed to meditate on them day and night, and that we are careful to do all that is written in it. And we can check ourselves according to God's word. It says, if you do these things, you're going to be prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? We must be strong and courageous, and don't be frightened. So I have my quiver here today because the Bible also says, like hands in the mighty, like, like in the hands of a mighty warrior are arrows, our children. Our children are like mighty arrows in the hands of a mighty warrior. So... Here, Mighty Warrior, those are for you. And right now, we have Carter, Mighty Arrow. Mm. We have Olivia. These are our children, Mighty Arrow. Ethan, Mighty Arrow. Mm -hmm. I know, like, in the first service, I'm like, we already have three. Like, I don't know if you're pregnant. (laughs) Because you keep going. Like, I'm thinking, am I going to be a surprise, surprise again? Like, I'm like, we already have our three kids, Just and you're kidding. picking a fourth. I'm like, is this the announcement? Like, is this one of those things? But <laughs> we have Ezra. Come on. He is our grandchild, Amen. and he is a mighty arrow. And then we have, we don't know yet, <laughs> Olivia and Nathan, mighty, war- mighty warrior, Amen. another aerial. Amen. So praise God. We love our children. Every mother's heart is after her children to be successful, to be fruitful, to multiply, to bear fruit, to be blessed. Mm -hmm. And this is what the Bible says, that these children will be mighty in the land and that we are to direct them like an arrow in the hand of a mighty warrior. We are to like pull back and let them go but according to God's word, that they would walk according to God's word, as it says in Joshua. And I've just been impressed so much by the revelation of the words that we speak and how powerful the words are that we say. The Bible says in Job twenty-two twenty-eight, if you want to turn there, that you will decree a thing and it will be established for you. And the light of God's favor will shine on your way. We decree things All day long, we are speaking, we are decreeing things, and things are coming out of our mouths. And these things should be directly um, established from the Word of God. As children of God, I just know that God spoke so quietly to my spirit, and he said, Renee, speak the Word. And how many times do we speak and we don't think before we speak? And every thought does not have to become a word out of our mouth. We need to catch those thoughts sometimes before they become words. Because Proverbs 18.20 says, From the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So death and life are in the power of the tongue. Whatever we're saying from our lips, it says that we're going to eat those words, actually. That whatever comes out of your mouth, whether it's good or bad, positive or negative, 
The Bible says that we are about to eat what comes out of our mouth. And we want those things to be good things that will bring forth harvest in the lives of our children and our family. We want to speak life to them. Every time we speak, we are putting seeds in their heart. And I have seeds here today. Mm. I bought some seeds because my Ethan likes a salad. Mm. So I have cucumber seeds. I have pepper. I have lettuce. I have peas. And there's about 10 seeds in this little pea packet. And when you think about words and how the Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, you are planting seeds into the soil of whoever you're speaking to every time. Those seeds go in, they sprout, whether they're good or bad. They are cultivated, whether good or bad. They could be watered or they could be plucked out. So you have to be careful what kind of seeds are going in to your children and to your husband and to your family and those you love. Anyone, you have to be so careful. And they're going to produce a harvest. When you plant a seed, you sow the seed and then you get back more of what you've just sown. So it's very important that we are planting the right kind of seed and that our children are blessed by the fruits of our words and what we are saying to them. Honey, you picked all my favorite things in the world. I know. He loves a salad. Like you, you picked With a cucumber. donut on top. <laughs> She's like, Sean, we need to eat healthy. I'm like, we need to eat donuts. He like, likes that's croutons healthy. and donuts. She's like, honey, you need some, you need some peas. Yes. That's awesome. You need a cucumber, honey. I'm like, oh, I need a donut. Anyways. Yeah. Come on. But honestly, there's been times in my life where I've said things that I wish I could take back. In Proverbs 6, 2, it says, you are snared by the words of your mouth. Actually, do you know that sometimes you set yourself in a trap, in a snare, with the things that you say that come out of your mouth? And when that happens, now I'm quick. I'm just, Lord, I take that back. Forgive me for saying that. I'm being super careful with my words. And it's interesting because there's Miranda rights, which I didn't mention before, but it says that everything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Like, you know, when... It starts with you have the right to remain silent. You have the right to remain silent. And many times when we arrest people, we say you should exercise that right. Yes. Because they just don't shut up. So this is a... <laughs> yes. This is a constant. Now, in my thought, Renee, remember, maybe be silent. Because everything you say can and will be used against you in God's kingdom. If we take that spiritually and we apply it to our lives, how much more careful will we be with our words and what we are sowing into the lives of other people? So we want to be careful with what we say. We don't want to be trapped with our words. And I've been trapped in little ways, in bigger ways. And in hindsight is 2020, you know? You look back and you might have friction with someone and you look back and you're like, what even happened there? But look at what, that little seed was planted, and then it could be a year, it could be two years, it could be 20 years, and now you have a fruit that is not desirable. It's not what you really wanted, and you don't even know what happened, but God, forgive us. Forgive us of these things and help us, Lord, as we go along our way. Let's go back to Proverbs 18. If you could turn there, please. I would love to have people come to Proverbs 18. And, and what does it really mean to train your tongue? Even as, as Renee is just speaking here, like, what does it mean 
to be able to train your tongue and to really see, you know, Scripture says this, therefore there's some depth to what the Scripture says in Proverbs 18. And when, when you see, okay, wait a minute, I need to be very careful. If we're not cautious with the words that we speak, then seeds can be planted, and then it's going to bear the very fruit that you spoke. So we, we have to understand this, right? And what happens when we truly speak to our tomorrow? What happens when we use our tongues to speak to our tomorrow? What happens when we're in it today? It doesn't necessarily mean I have to be in it tomorrow. And you begin to speak to your tomorrow. If I'm sick today, Lord, I'm asking that you would heal me, for I believe that I will be better tomorrow. Instead of, oh, I'm never going to get rid of this. This thing is lasting forever. Man, I just... So where is it that we're truly training our tongue? Are we training our tongue on speaking death, or are we training our tongue to speak into our tomorrow, saying it's this way today, it doesn't mean it has to be that way tomorrow. My marriage is in this condition today, it doesn't mean it has to be in the condition tomorrow. He's never going to change. He is always this, and he, she's never going to change. She's always. So what happens if you just continue to speak that over your life or over your marriage? My kids will never, or my kids are always, and my kids are... What happens if we speak, say, hey, this is where I'm at today, but it's not necessarily where I'm going to be tomorrow. And you begin to take faith and apply it to your tongue. And you begin to speak into your tomorrow. For you read Proverbs 18, it says, with the fruit of a man's mouth, verse 20, his stomach will be satisfied. He will be satisfied with the product of his lips. He will be satisfied. You want peas, you plant peas. You want cucumber, you plant cucumber. You want life, you plant life. You want death, you plant death. Like when you understand that he will be satisfied with the product of his lips. That's seed. This is such a great word to say, God, I need to begin to plant true, powerful seed for my tomorrow. Right? For death and life are in the power of the tongue. The word power there is dunamis and it's that which is explosive. It has authority. It has power. And when you get that, you begin to train your tongue. When you get that, you get to think before you speak. When you get that, you get to understand, how am I speaking? And Renee is great at this. Renee will talk to the kids, and she'll talk to different, different women, and she'll say, do you want what you just said? Oh, I'm terrible at this. You want to be terrible at this? My husband's never going to change. You want him to never change? Like, my finances are just... I'm the, I'm never going to be, a, do you want that fruit? Like, Renee is great at that going, you are decreeing a thing and you're planting seed. Do you want that fulfilled? When you, when you start speaking to that which you want fulfilled, listen, I'm not talking blabber grab I'm not talking God's going to drop a million. I'm not talking that at all. I'm talking, I'm in this season. And if I keep speaking to the negative of the season, I'm never going to get out of the season until I begin to plant seeds of life for my tomorrow. You've got to get this, right? You've got to get this. And then Renee's favorite verse, what's your favorite verse? Proverbs 18, 22, babe. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. That's a reminder. She's yes. always like, Sean, I am a good thing. I and you have favor of God because I am your wife. Favor of God. It's the truth. Wife. And on the other hand, like what he was saying, if you say never, never, never to your circumstance, that's what you eat according to God's word. That's what will come forth. The fruit of those words will come forth. If you pay attention, I want you to start paying attention to the fruit that is coming forth in your life. You're going to start to notice something. But when I start changing my words and I say, 
I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. I, I walk and I declare God's word all through my house. When these guys aren't here, they don't even really know. But I am saying, I thank you, Lord, that my children rise up and bless me. I thank you, Lord, that my husband, he also praises me. Amen. I thank you, Lord, that, God, you are guiding us and directing us. We are waiting on you, Lord. We look to you. We obey your commandments. We thank you, Lord, that we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. And we thank you, Lord, that you're going to bless us when we come in and bless us when we go out. I thank you, Lord, that you command your angels to watch over us, to minister to us, to minister to my children at school, to minister to my daughter at work, to minister to my, my, my son where he is in school, Father, I thank you, God, that you are following them. And I thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against them will prosper today. In the name of Jesus, I say this every single day. And any tongue that rises up against them in judgment, I condemn it right now because that's what the Holy Scripture tells me to do. And I am walking in this and I am talking it and saying it. And the Bible says there are times where you have to take heed to what you hear. What has actually been said to you? There are times where I don't, someone could be talking to me and they might say something that I don't want to receive. And I just quietly in my spirit, I take heed and I say, I don't receive that in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that right now. I am not going to let that seed sit in my spirit. I am just, it's, a, it's gone. And then there are times where our children will be, going through something, and then you're going to have to pluck out some seeds. Maybe someone said something to them. Maybe there's something negative in their spirit, and you have to be quick, and you got to pluck that seed. We've talked about that before and how powerful that is, but you have to be so careful because seeds either build your faith or they decrease your faith. Either way, those things are coming into your spirit, and you have to be on guard. You have to be alert. You have to watch, and you have to say that I will not let this. Enemy, you flee from me in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I am healed. I thank you that Jesus shed his precious mighty blood, and I thank you, Lord, that you put a hedge of protection over my family. I thank you, Lord, that the favor of God covers us as a canopy today. I thank you, Lord, that you are doing things that no man can do. You are opening doors for us. You are actually shutting doors for us. And, and those are the things like, that we want to confess and decree with our lips, and then we see the fruit of it. So many times, you know, if you ask somebody, how are you doing, they might say, I'm just sick and tired. I'm just so sick and tired. Well, let's, let's not confess that. Let's keep that to ourselves, and let's turn it around for good. You know, you might feel weak, you might feel tired, but let the weak say, I am strong. I might have woken up a little tired today, but amen. I'm going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might today. I don't have to succumb to that. That's the enemy getting in your thoughts, getting in your mind and telling you lies. Those are lies. We are the children of God. We are believers and we walk differently than the world does. We walk by faith and not by sight. We don't walk by how we feel. We have to get our heads out of that. We have to start rising above every situation. Because 1 Peter 2.9 says, if you want to turn there, 1 Peter 2.9, it says, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are his own special people. So we are special people. We are a royal priesthood. If you think about how royal people would talk, they would speak very highly with authority. Actually, I had the definition for um, decreeing a thing. And decree means to actually be given authority. 
You have, as a king would have authority, the Bible says that you, as his own special people, you can decree a thing and it will be established for you. So you're taking that authority from Almighty God and you have that authority. You have that authority to stand on the word of God and to speak these things over your lives. So we're not going to speak the problem. We're going to speak the promise of God over every child, over every situation, over our family. What? We're going to speak not going to speak the problem. We're going to speak the promise of God over everything, over our children, over our husbands. We are going to speak what we want to see. The Bible says that God called those things that were not as though they are. And we are able to take that and we are able to establish that in our own lives. That, Lord, I know that my child might be struggling right now, but in the name of Jesus, Father, you said he is a mighty hero. You said that he is mighty in the land and he will be above and not beneath, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you establish his steps today, Father. That you give him an excellent spirit to accomplish what you need him to do in his life. That there is an assignment and a gifting on every child's life. Every person here, God has planted his seed in you and you have a unique gifting and a unique talent and God wants you to awaken to that right now and understand that I need to walk this out for the glory of God in his kingdom coming to earth hallelujah we are ambassadors here we don't belong here we have a heavenly kingdom and our time is short we have to be established and do these things that God has called us to do amen come on I love that so in all of this, the whole point is like, what are you speaking into your tomorrow? You know, and, and, and we're realists, right? We believe, man, if I'm not feeling well today, I don't deny that. No, I'm not sick. No, dude, you're sneezing all over everybody. You're sick. Like, don't go to work if you're sick. Ah, you go to work, you're sneezing all over everybody. You're getting everyone else sick, but you don't want to admit that you're sick because you're some weirdo, right? No, that's not what we're talking about. Like, if you truly are sick, number one, call in sick. If you're sick, don't get anyone else sick. But you don't stay in that sickness because you're going to be speaking life to your tomorrow. It's not like, oh, I'm not sick. Don't let everyone say that they're sick because then they'll get sick. No, if you're sick, you're sick. But yet you can not live in that to say, God, I believe that you will heal. And I believe I will begin to turn this thing around. I believe that tomorrow I begin to feel better. Like whatever that looks like, you need to, what are you speaking into your tomorrow? You got to be real about it. And what are you speaking into your tomorrow? Like, what is it that you are speaking, saying, I want this to come through for tomorrow? And we walk by faith and not by sight, right? We walk by faith and not by sight, believing that God is a God of all possibilities. And there's nothing difficult for God. Come on. Amen. And so I just wanted to t tell a quick story uh, about Olivia. And when we started the church and uh, had planted in our home originally, Believer's Chapel was started in our home. And, uh, you know, just thinking about cultivating um, a culture of godliness in your children. Uh, Olivia was nine years old. Ethan was three. He was on my hip for every Sunday service and wondering why are all these strange people in our house right now? Mother, help me, you know? And, I mean, it was quite an interesting. So uh, Carter would have been... Um, 11, 11, 9, and 3 at the time. And, you know, and I think about, you know, what were my kids going through at that time when we were just being obedient to God's word? But the sacrifice, you know, like Olivia would sometimes be like, Mom, why is everybody in my bedroom? Why do they, you know, why do they want to be? We did not have church in her bedroom, just no, so you know. We didn't. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, you know, little children, they wanted to run up and they were exploring and such. But anyway, um, 
so the story I wanted to tell is that, you know, we had gone to Kingdom Bound around that time, and uh, we went to one of our favorite concerts, Carrie Job, Olivia and I. And we were just standing there in worship. And there was a woman there who was uh, with the volunteer group. And she came over. She was literally right next to us. And she said, hi, my name's Renee. What's your name? And I said, my name is Renee. And she said, I just want to speak something to you. And I want to ask your permission to speak this right now. Because I really feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. That there is an anointing on your life and your daughter and something is happening, and I, I sense it. And can I just ask what's happening in your life? And I said, yeah. I said, we are planting a church, and only in New York. And we just found out that Olivia, she she has a voice, you know. We've heard her upstairs in her room. She sings, and she sounds like an angel. And we're just like, this is a gift from God. It didn't come from us. It's a gift from God. And, um, you know, Olivia was nine at that time, and we needed backup. And You know, Brendan asked her to be on the worship team, and she's been singing on this stage since she was nine years old. And what a blessing and an anointing when you establish your children in the house of the Lord and you're faithful to bring them. God only knows what they're going to do in your children. Um, And I just wanted, I didn't mention Jeremiah. It says, Jeremiah, do not say that you're too young, that you're a youth, that you can't do these things because I have called you to preach the gospel to the nations. I've called you from your mother's womb. And God calls us and he has something that he has called you from your mother's womb to do. And it doesn't matter when you find that thing. You could find that thing right now when you're 50 years old. You could find that thing when you're 80 years old. But don't give up. Keep moving forward. God is still working in you to do his work and to, he has called you to do. And so um, we'll just go to um, Isaiah 43 because it talks about um, in verse 18, Isaiah 43:18. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Do you not sense the timing, the the urgency that we are in right now, do you not perceive that God wants to draw people to himself, that our time is short, and that there are people that need to be coming into the kingdom of God so that they can live forever in heaven? It says, I will make a new way. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Let God use you. Let him make the way for you. He's going to open these ways for you. Remember not these former things. Forgetting those things that are behind right now. If you have problems in your marriage, forget about it. Would you just join and would you commit to being that mother and father that your children need you to be? They need you to be established and rooted and grounded in love. That is what brings forth God's goodness, and that's what brings forth a healthy harvest in your life, that, God, you would do these things for us and in us, because, behold, he's going to do a new thing. It's going to spring forth. It's not going to take as much time. Sometimes God does the miraculous, and sometimes the harvest comes sooner than you could ever imagine. And then we just want to go to... um, Oh, yeah. So... You know, um, just like we are running this race, right? We are believers and we're running this race. And in one of uh, the books I'm reading, it says that your repetition becomes your reputation. Your repetition becomes your reputation. 
Yes, it's a little tongue twister, right? Your repetition is your reputation. We are believers. Our repetition is that we are in the word of God. We hold this word to our heart so close. We cling to it day and night. We meditate on it day and night. We cling to it. We are repeating it over and over and over. We wake up with it in our, on our tongue. We thank you, Lord, for this new day. Your mercies are new every morning. I thank you, Father, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And then this becomes your reputation. It becomes what you start walking out. You start to sound different. You start to speak different. When someone says, oh, I'm getting old, I say, no, and the name of Jesus. He renews your youth like an eagle. You will run and not grow weary. You will walk and not faint. Don't declare that over your life. Moses lived to 120. How about that? I'm going to live till I'm 120. What if you start decreeing these kinds of things that God would do the great and mighty and miraculous for you in your life and how amazing it would be. And when you think about an athlete, their repetition becomes their reputation. A gold medalist doesn't get to where they want to be on the podium without repetition. And then that becomes their reputation. It becomes they have that gold medal, and that's what God wants us to do. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Romans 12, verse 2, says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We need to confess the word. And here it says that we're all going to go through testing. We we can't avoid testing. We are in the world, and in this world, you will have trouble. But go through the test, and you will be refined as pure gold. God said he will do it if you just trust him. If you put your faith in him, you go through the testing, because then you will discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable. You're going to start to learn these things that God will give you the blessing, that he will crown your efforts with success, that he will make your path straight, that you will know, you will hear his voice. We are the sheep of the shepherd. We hear his voice, and he tells us which way to go. So listen to his voice when you pray, and you stop, and you pause, and you say, Lord, show me which way to go, and he will. All right, so we only have a couple minutes left. So like, when you pray, and I, you know, I listen to you pray, I hear you pray, I've been with you for over 29 years. And I know that you are a truly a God-fearing, amazing woman. So, like, when you pray, you pray. And you, you do business on your face before the Lord. Like, as a mom, like, how would you encourage some moms to really pray the word? How would you encourage some moms to pray and through prayer, speaking to their tomorrow, covering their kids, covering their grandkids? Like, from a mom's point of view and the way that you, you do pray, like, how do you encourage moms today to pray? I encourage you to just start opening your lips and letting the words come out. 
The Holy Spirit will remind you what you need to say. He will remind you what you need to pray for that day over each and every person, your loved ones in your life, your children. And then you just start praying and asking the Lord for his protection, that you ask for your angels to come and minister to you and to your children, to watch over you, to protect you from evil, that God, you would protect my children from the evil one, and that God, they would grow in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. And you just start declaring that, God, they're going to be blessed in the country and blessed in this city. I thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against them would prosper in the name of Jesus. Any tongue that rises up against them in judgment, I condemn that right now. I've been doing that every single day. And can I tell you the favor of God that is on my children? I'm telling you right now, it's amazing that God's favor, I'm seeing the fruit of this, guys. I am seeing the fruit with spiritual eyes and it's amazing and I've been pressing in I've been pressing in and I'm telling you it's amazing when you press in and you trust God and you just know that he is going to snap every trap that I am not going to be snared by my words that I am going to run free I will not get my foot in a trap and I have seen God do these things little things and great things in our lives that God is so true to his word that he says that he will accomplish what his word says it will do. And that's why you have to speak it out. You have to say it. And it's not enough to just keep it in. And I tell young people this all the time, that when you're afraid, you have to speak it out and say, I will not fear for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind that I do not walk in fear. Hallelujah. That I am not going to fear evil, that I will not fear man, for the fear of man brings a trap and a snare, and I am not going to take the bait. I will not take that bait. I will run free in victory in the name of Jesus, and victory is my word this year, and I speak it almost every day, as, as much as I can remember, because I know that I already have the victory. I already know that Jesus has accomplished all these things for us, that by his stripes I was healed. I lay on myself. I thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I am healed. I thank you that every sickness needs to go now in the name of Jesus. I thank you and I declare it. I thank you, Lord, that I can anoint those that are sick with oil and they can be made well because the confession, the prayer of the faithful will make them well in Jesus' name. Amen. Close, amen. Close one more thing with Ephesians 3.20. I know you wanted to hit that and then we got we to gotta go. In Ephesians 3.20, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And this is saying that we must be rooted and grounded in love. We will be strengthened with power by his spirit in our inner man that we would know the breadth and length and height and depth and know the love of Christ, which surpasses all knowledge. And that that power is at work in us. That's the Holy Spirit. And when you take the word of God and you start confessing it and declaring it and praying and believing that God is far more abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think, he does this power, this power, but we have to speak it. The power is what comes out of us when we speak and acknowledge God's word and we confess it and we decree it over our lives. And then there's blessing. And then there's blessing. Amen. Can we say thank you to Miss Renee, please? Come on, amen. So good.
awesome. Hey, if we could just stand to our feet, come on. Hey, as you stand to your feet, just kind of bow your heads, and I just want you to kind of just take this in. Like, what are we decreeing? And I will decree a thing. Well, what is that thing? Is it life? Is it death? What are you speaking into your tomorrow? These are like real questions, right? These are real questions that we have to answer. Like, what are you speaking into your tomorrow? Are we speaking life? Are we speaking death? Are we critical? Are we complaining? Are we on the never and always in the negative way? Do we believe that we are planting seeds? If you're, if you, if you're speaking cucumbers, you're going to get cucumbers. They're seeds. What happens when you begin to train your tongue and it starts today? What happens as a mom, you begin to train your tongue to speak life and begin to pray and cry out to Almighty God that he hears us over our children. And it's that, it's that repetition. It's that repetition. It's that repetition. It's that repetition. And that becomes your reputation. We just don't go one time before the Lord and it's not answered. In the book of Luke, there's this great parable that Jesus tells and there's this woman and she's got this problem. And she goes before the judge, and the judge could care less about God, and he could care less about his, his justice. He doesn't even like this woman, and just she keeps coming with her problem, and he keeps brushing her off, and she keeps coming with her problem, and he keeps brushing her off. Finally, he gives her what she's requesting because she's a pain, not because he's a good man. And the, the Bible is not that we're a pain to God. The, Jesus is telling this story in the importance of just keep coming. Just keep coming. The Father's hearing. Just keep coming. Be repetitive, crying out to God. Don't give up on your prayers. Just keep coming. Don't give up on speaking life. Don't get, give up on planting seed. Don't give up in speaking to your tomorrow. Don't give up in speaking life into your new day. Don't give up to know that joy comes in the morning. Just keep coming. Just keep praying. Just keep believing. Just keep speaking. And you're going to see God move in such a powerful way. Church, what is it, man? What is it that you are decreeing? What is it that in great power and authority that is coming out of your mouth, is that life or is that death? What is it that you are decreeing? This is so important. And for moms today, man, we honor you in this house. Man, if you're next to your mom or you're next to, if you're married and you're next to your wife who's just a great mom, would you just lay your hands on mom and just lay your hands on your wife as she's a mom? I just want to pray. Man, we have a beautiful a flower for you. We'd love to give you a flower out by the photo booth. Please grab a flower, get your picture with the family, and we're just so excited that you're here today. But what a great word this morning and what it is to, what is it that I'm actually speaking out? As you give that thing authority over your life, good or bad, it will take authority. Well, let's just bow our heads. Let's just pray for our moms. Father, we just thank you so much for these amazing women. We thank you for these God-fearing women who have doing what they are called to do to be home and making home priority and a call to do to raise up mighty warriors, men and women for you. So Father, I pray that you would bless these ladies today. Bless the moms today. God, I pray that you would encourage them and build them and strengthen them and guide them and direct them. And I pray that there is this true supernatural strength within them today as they are celebrated, honored, and adored in their families today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, as we close in a song, man, if anybody needs prayer for any reason, we would love to pray for you. Come on.